makikinig sa SBS Filipino. Pakinggan niyo pa kwento sa sbs.com.au slash Filipino. I got diagnosed in uh, when I was 20, 22. Um, I was at university at that time. I was seeing someone um, and I found out on just after New Year's Day, actually. I remember that. It was my the guy I was seeing that time gave me a phone call while I was on my way to see my mom for New Year's. Like it was definitely like quite cinematic. It was in the movies. Ito ang tinig ni Emil Cañita mula sa Melbourne. Pitong taon nang nakakalipas ng malaman niyang positibo siya sa HIV. Ayon sa mga eksperto, ang mga ipinanganak sa Asia na gay, bisexual at iba pang lalaki na nakikipagtalik sa kapwa lalaki ay ang pinakabulnerabling populasyon na magkaroon ng HIV sa Australia. Bagaman may mga bagong medisina, tila hindi pa rin sapat ang pagpapakalat ng impormasyon lalo at patuloy pa rin ang stigma. Nasa na nga bang Australia sa usapin ng HIV? At bakit kabilang ang mga Pilipino at mga Asyano sa mas madaling makakuha nito? Samahan niyo kami ang buong SBS Filipino sa paghatid ng podcast na tatalakay sa pananaw, hamon, panguhusga, pag-unawa at iba't ibang isyu na pinagdadaanan ng mga taong positibo sa HIV. Ako si TJ Korea at ito ang Pulang Laso. I wouldn't say confusion. There was more of, I guess, kind of like recognizing that in between. Because like, I remember even like going, like we would go to like Filipino shops or like Filipino cafes and the titas there would not, like, it would be would be like, oh, but you grew up here, so you're Aussie, you're not Filipino. And then when I'm with the Aussies, they're like, well, you're Filipino, you're not Aussie. So, you know, it's never kind of like, fitting in quite well with either um yeah and i suppose like particularly during my early 20s and my late teens a lot of it of of what i've been kind of going through with my own identity has been trying to think about like well um how do i exist in this country who am i as a queer filipino australian and um who are those people that i would consider community Mula Pilipinas, lumipat sa Australia ang pamilya ni Emil sa Queensland noong siya ay nasa high school. At dito pa lang, aminado siyang mahirap kilalanin ng sarili bilang bagong salta. Idagdag pa ang kanyang sekswalidad. Pero sa kanyang pag-aaral sa universidad bilang sociology student, mas lalong lumawak ang kanyang pangunawa tungkol sa kasarian at sinasabing fluidity nito. I was quite aware of how different my sexuality was when I was four or five. So I was about 14-15 and then I remember I had my kind of my because I had girlfriends at that time prior to that. And then I remember when I was like uh yeah, like around 15. Um, I had my first kind of like boyfriend and I remember coming out to my mom about this because I was just like, oh, you know, like, I guess that's what love does. It makes you a bit more brave to be honest and be open about yourself. And then I told my mom about it and she was really confused. So my mom was like, well, kung, kung ikaw ay bakla, so I remember this, she said, so bakit hindi ka babae? For her, she thought, 
for me to be attracted to another man, I had to be a woman or I had to be femme. So she had a very, I guess, traditional binary way, male-female idea, idea of relationships. 2020 ng kasagsagan ng pandemya, nakilala ng lubos na Emil ang kanyang sekswalidad. Lumipat siya sa Melbourne at bunsod ng mga lockdown, maraming pagkakataon na makipag-usap sa kanyang mental health therapist. Non-binary na maituturing ani Emil ang kanyang kasarian o gender. Maaring ang iba niya ay makita siya na mas feminine o ang iba naman ay mas masculine o minsan nasa gitna nito. Ngunit bukod sa pagiging bahagi ng komunidad ng LGBTIQ+, at pagiging migrante, ngayon, kailangan na rin harapin ni Emil ang pagiging HIV positive. When you're someone who is Asian, a person of color, and queer, living in a very white country like Australia, it's a very different thing. You know, especially because we have to navigate other things like homophobia, queerphobia, racism, And then now we have to navigate something like HIV stigma. So it's not really as straightforward as saying, oh, I'm HIV positive and I don't care who wants me and who doesn't want me in my life. Like, it's, it's not that simple for, um, for people of color. Or, you know, our sense of community, our sense of connection is very, very central to our identity and well-being. Ipaniliwanag ng physician na si Dr. Jason Ong mula sa Melbourne Sexual Health Center at associate professor ng Monash University kung ano ang HIV. HIV stands for the Human Immunodeficiency Virus. So it's a virus that attacks a person's immune system. So the system that protects you against other bacteria, viruses that tries to make you sick. Um, so what the virus does, it, it weakens this immune system so that someone with HIV over time actually gets more vulnerable to getting infections. Um, the most common way in Australia for HIV to be transmitted is through condomless sex. Um, so we know about 68% of uh, new infections are amongst male-to-male sex, and then 27% for heterosexual sex. And then very rarely in Australia is through blood, um, so sharing of uh, dirty needles. So less than 2% of our infections are through that. And even rarer, compared to the rest of the world, uh, mother-to-child transmissions. Sa naging pag-aaral ni Dr. Ong, lumabas na pinakabulnerable sa naturang sakit ang mga ipinanganak mula sa Asia na gay, bisexual, at other men who had sex with men. Napag-alaman din anya mga nasa edad 20 anyo sa mga bagong na-diagnose kabilang ang mula sa China, Thailand, at ang Pilipinas. There are some further statistics that are a bit shocking to me when I first found it out. Um, for example, um, one in four of people who are currently living with HIV and born in Southeast Asia actually are undiagnosed. So they actually don't know that they have HIV. So that's one in four. <laughs> so um, that's, that's quite a bad statistic. And the other bad statistic is that um, more than half, so 57 of Uh, percent of new diagnosis amongst um, Asian-born are actually what we classify as, as late diagnosis. In terms of our epidemic in this region, um, actually the Philippines and Thailand um, probably have slightly higher rates. Um, Philippines is a bit more concerning because it's actually worsening over time, whereas other countries are getting better. Iginiit ni Dr. Ong na malaking bagay na malaman agad sa umpisa pa lamang at masimulan ang gamutan. Bukod sa mga medisina, 
inilatag din ni Dr. Ong ang ilang paraan upang maiwasan ang HIV. But another really exciting um, uh, development as you alluded to is around prevention of HIV. So these are people who don't have HIV currently but may be at risk for HIV. That's actually a very effective way to stop um, that person getting HIV. And that's PrEP or pre-exposure prophylaxis. So it's actually better than any vaccine out there. It's up to 99% effective in preventing HIV if you take it properly. And what this is, it's a, a tablet that you take. Um, actually, it's an anti-HIV medication. You can either take it every day if you think you've got um, lots of exposure, or you can use what we call on-demand or event-driven PrEP, which means that only in certain circumstances. And finally, the other thing you can use to protect yourself is post-exposure prophylaxis, which is a little bit different from PrEP. That's more like, it's a bit like the morning-after pill that women take to prevent pregnancy. So in this circumstance, it's um, something that happened, um, say, last night. You kind of um, got a bit drunk and had uh, condomless sex um, inadvertently, or, uh, you know, that's not usually what you do, but something happened Sa gitna ng iba't ibang development na ito, aminado si Dr. Ong na isa sa mga problema ang stigma, lalo na sa mga migrante mula sa konserbatibong bansa gaya ng Pilipinas. Sinangayunan nito ni Emil, lalo't isa na itong HIV advocate bago pa man ma-diagnose. Mas matindi pa niya ang stigma kaysa sa mismong sakit. One way where we can see this translated is on dating and relationships. I work for an HIV organization in Victoria called Living Positive Victoria, and there we run, you know, like disclosure workshops for people living with HIV, um, particularly in the context of like, you know, talking about their status in, with their families and friends. And a lot of them like come there to learn how to talk about their status with their lovers or potential dates. And um, yeah, it's definitely been a massive barrier, you know, so there's a really big question of whether or not, well, do Drugs alone actually fix HIV stigma? I don't think so. Maswerte na lamang Anya si Emil at tanggap ng kanyang pamilyang sitwasyon. Tanda pa niya kung paano niya sinabi sa kanyang ina na positibo siya sa HIV. Well, I remember, and I think a lot of moms would probably resonate with this, like when I told my mom and I told her on Mother's Day, because <laughs> at that time I was working at a sexual health clinic, and I diagnosed a lot of people for work, so I was kind of ready. I knew the language, I knew what to say. Um, and when I told it to her, she was a mess. She was in tears. I don't think she can even like listen to what I was saying. And I remember she was saying, "I'm like, oh, nako, mamamatay ka na ilang ilang taon na lang." She was just panicking. And the whole me, I guess, I spent ten minutes explaining to her that everything one with living with HIV is fine now. She, it, her anxiety kind of like took over things and she was really scared and worried for me and she thought I was, you know, I was going to be a goner. Isa na ngayong HIV advocate ang kanyang ina na humahamon sa stigma nito. Masaya si Emil na bukod sa pamilya, suportado din siya ng komunidad at iba pang organisasyon. The reason I got into HIV work, one of the main reasons I got into it was when I was diagnosed when I was 22, I didn't know anyone else who was young. who was a migrant, was Filipino, and living with it. And I was in Brisbane, you know, so it was incredibly isolating, incredibly lonely. Yeah, it was really sad because I just couldn't connect with anyone. A lot of, I guess, my motivation has been then to be like, okay, well, if I could be that person to another person, I know how much that would mean. 
And yeah, it's definitely been my kind of driving force to working in the sector. Sa huli, ang pagkakaroon ng malalim na kaalaman ay susi para mas maintindihan ng lubusan at mawala ang panguhusga sa mga taong positibo sa HIV. Ako si TJ Korea at ito ang Pulang Laso. Sundan ang SBS Filipino sa Facebook.